Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, welcome into WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dondero. With you until midnight. A lot to get to tonight. Um, you know, a lot on J.C. Jackson in the last couple of days. And I know Phil Perry of NBCSportsBoston.com, NBC Sports Boston, uh, spoke with him. So that's what got this sort of going. And, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on J.C. Jackson. I have a lot of thoughts on the defense of the New England Patriots and defense in general, but specifically defense uh, in the NFL and for the Patriots. And I don't want to come off like I don't want J.C. Jackson around. I want J.C. Jackson. I like J.C. Jackson's game. You know, he's obviously one of the best corners in the league. But I don't think the Patriots should re-sign J.C. Jackson. I think they should let J.C. Jackson walk. Now, that pains me to say. Because for years, for years, if you don't know me, and most of you probably don't know me personally... I was I was a J.C. Jackson guy. I was a defensive guy. I love defense. Defense wins championships. If my wife let me put a poster on the wall, that's probably what it would say. Because I think that, you know, for years in the NFL, that's been the case. And I'm not saying that's not the case anymore. But there's just other things now, especially in terms of the New England Patriots, that need to be prioritized. And I know what you're thinking, probably, you know, that the game in Buffalo to end the season, the playoff game was a disaster. It was a joke. And it was a joke. Defensively, it was a joke. Joke doesn't even cover it. But it's that was so bad, it, it still doesn't sum up where the Patriots need to start in terms of building for 2022. I would love to be able to keep J.C. Jackson around. It just it doesn't jive with what the Patriots are dealing with at this time. And you could always use a cornerback, especially in this day and age, where passing attacks are so potent and everybody's throwing the ball all over the yard and passing numbers have exploded and all these different things. But the Patriots have to build from the quarterback out. It is not about finding a, a top corner, a number one corner. I agree with Dion. I think it was Dion Sanders who said recently or at some point he said, it's a luxury, it's not a necessity, and I agree. The Patriots have to prioritize Mac. They have to get Mac Jones in a position to realize his full potential and as soon as possible. Okay, because I'm of the belief, maybe this is a little unfair, but I don't care. If Mac Jones, I'll say it this way, 
what we see from Mac Jones next year in 2022 will be what represents Mac Jones's career. That performance, that type of season, I believe, will be the type of career Mac Jones will have in the NFL. And I now that's not again not totally fair, but I think by and large, maybe you could see it bleed into year three. But I think by and large, you will see Mac Jones, the real Mac Jones, in year two. Especially when I look at his demeanor and the way he handles his business. He's prepared. He works hard. He's a grown-up. He is going to be ready to go come next fall. Okay? The Patriots need to do right by him by getting him weapons. That's the priority. Weapons and supplementing this young talent that I believe in. I think this guy's going to be a stud. I think he's definitely your franchise quarterback, and you need to roll with him and put him in the best position to succeed. That does not include J.C. Jackson. As much as I would love to keep J.C. Jackson here, I'd love to do that. But I don't think that should be the priority. And when you factor in the type of money he is going to want, understandably so, I don't think that is what they're going to do. So, no, I don't think he's going to be back. I don't think he should be back. And if Bill Belichick tags him, I will be surprised. I don't think you – why waste the franchise tag? Why do that? You know the perfect time? I'll tell you this. The perfect time to use the franchise tag. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. And you remember this, I'm sure. 2007. Now, maybe you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. We can go back and check. The Patriots, I believe, tagged Asante Samuel after 06. He had the pick six in the AFC Championship game. Patriots went up 18, ended up losing that game. After 06, they they loaded up. Wes Welker, Randy Moss, undefeated season. That offseason, I believe, we'll look it up. They tagged Asante Samuel. That was the perfect application of the franchise tag that year. You knew you were close. You knew you were, you know, you you loaded up with all this new talent. You changed your offense. You knew you were going to be more dynamic. You had to keep the defense at a place where you were on an even playing field, where you were balanced. And tagging Samuel allowed for that balance to still exist. That was the perfect time to tag a top cornerback, even though he wasn't, he maybe wasn't even as good as J.C. Jackson, but you needed a top corner with that type of team you had. Brady, Moss, elite offensive production, really good defensive pieces around the corner. You needed a foundational cornerback because you knew that was a team that could win the Super Bowl. Perfect time to tag a top cornerback. The Patriots this year? No. That's not the type of team that tags a top cornerback. You just have other needs. You don't. You could always use that guy. You need a. You know. You need defensive backs. But when you're on the precipice of a championship, it's that much more important. And the Patriots aren't on the precipice of a championship. They're a good team. I think they'll be better, depending on how Mac Jones does. But I think Mac Jones will ascend. I think by default, the Patriots will ascend. But you just don't need the corner. You need to you need to let J.C. Jackson go get paid, and then you need to do whatever you can do 
because you already are up against it a little bit in terms of the cap this year. You're not going to have nearly the amount of money you had last year to go on this big spending spree, spending spree, and have and go crazy at the store. You need to be a little bit more calculated in how you spend your money this year. Free up some money, and then find a way to get Mac Jones weapons. I would love for them to do what they did at wide receiver this offseason with what they did at tight end last offseason. Get a guy that you say, ooh, that's a nice piece, and then get another one because you need the production. Offensively, you need it. We just saw the Cincinnati Bengals go to the Super Bowl based off their weapons. Okay? You need that production to stimulate the offense and to find out what you have fully in Mac Jones. Even though I think you know what you have, you want to give him the best opportunity to succeed, and then you go from there. Then you build from there. Because the cornerback is only going to take you so far. And the Patriots this year, they spent most of the season, if not all of it, trying to be the 2009 New York Jets. And that didn't work. Okay? It didn't work because to be that type of team, you know, a team that wins solely on their defense, you've got to have one of the best defenses in NFL history. And the Patriots didn't have that. And, you know, outside of maybe 2004, maybe, have never really had that under Bill Belichick. You know, you you need today, in today's NFL, you need that offensive firepower. You need that type of punch. I think Mac Jones is going to be prepared to deliver that for you next year, but he is not going to be prepared without some weapons. That's the priority. That's the number one thing on the to-do list. And this is why I disagreed with, what was it, Wiggy last week who asked, should the Patriots trade for uh, Russell Wilson? Or Deshaun Watson, or not Deshaun Watson. I forget who the other quarterback was. But another big-name quarterback. Maybe it was Watson. Would you trade Jones for either of those guys? Mac Jones. No, no, no. Because Mac Jones or Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, any of those guys that come here, they're going to have the exact same problems. Russell Wilson essentially had those problems in Seattle. They're going to have the same problems with the lack of talent that exists here on the outside in terms of skill position players. You have to find a way to get those guys in here, and then you go from there. That's what's going to happen first, I think, if this team is going to ascend to the next level. Okay? The Patriots have had number one corners before. They've had all their success with number one corners. I know that. I'll give you another example of a time that the Patriots, they didn't tag this guy, but they went out and got a number one corner. A keep to leave. 2013, I think it was 2013. Middle of the year, they traded for a keep to leave. Great job. That's what you do in that instance. Why? Because you had Tom Brady. You had some pieces on defense. You had a very good, if not elite, offense. Okay? Now, 2013 wasn't as good as some other seasons, but that offense was, by and large, Elite. It was a typical Tom Brady offense. And whenever you had Tom Brady, you were a piece away. And a cornerback is a piece that you can add and and help you get to where you want to go. But you have to be in the right situation. The Patriots defense desperately needed that that year because the offense was carrying the day. They needed the infusion of defensive talent. This time around, 
Not the same thing. That number one corner is not as important as it was. It just isn't. Okay? I I don't see the point in buying a high-end luxury car if you, you just live in a, you know, medium to smaller size house. Why not get a bigger place? Invest that money in more space. That's the more economical thing to do. That's the better investment overall. Get the high-end car when you've got everything else taken care of. I think that's where the Patriots are right now. The house isn't that big. You could use more space. You can use more room. Do that. Focus on that. Then you'll build up the defense. And by the way, every team, now there's been some good defensive teams, defensive uh, led teams that had good defensive backs and secondaries that won Super Bowls. But most of the time, and correct me if I'm wrong, teams that win the Super Bowl via defensive dominance do it not by cornerback play. They do it via a pass rusher, a defensive line. I mean, I'm just thinking back. Let's go back a couple weeks. Aaron Donald, in terms of a defensive presence for the Rams, you want to talk about a defender in that game, you talk about Aaron Donald. You know, you want to talk about some other games, um, some other teams. Vaughn Miller for the Broncos, Super Bowl 50. He was the headliner that dominated that. I know their defense, the no-fly zone was really good. It was Vaughn Miller. That set the tone. He was the the centerpiece of that defense. Even when the Broncos got killed by the Seahawks, it wasn't a Legion of Boom guy that won MVP. It was a guy, I don't even remember his name, a linebacker. What was his name? He was a no-name guy. Dexter Jackson type. I forget what his name was. Malcolm Smith? I think that was his name. And then you think back to the Giants. It was the dominance of the defensive line. When they beat the Patriots, defensive lines was not defensive backs, was not cornerbacks that dominated the game. Yes, the defensive back could make a big play at the end of the game. Like when the Patriots had their number one cornerback make a big play at the end of Super Bowl 49. Oh, wait, that was Malcolm Butler, an undrafted free agent. So I'm just with where the Patriots are right now. I'm just not for J.C. Jackson coming back. And I love J.C. Jackson. Okay, I don't want to make it sound like I'm down on the player. I like his game. You know, I like his swag. I like the the attitude he brings to the defense. I think all of those things help. But I just don't think the Patriots right now are in a position to worry about a number one cornerback. I don't see it. I think they have other things they need to worry about first. And they'll have to get to the cornerback later. And I also think the reason the Patriots should prioritize some of the things offensively is because of what Bill Belichick's strengths are. Building defense, not offense. That's why your strength can be done. You know, you can lean on your strength whenever you want. That's your strength. The weakness has been building an offense and specifically finding wide receivers. That's why that needs to be done first, and that's why that needs to be prioritized. Um... You know, a lot to get to. I want to get to the Celtics a little bit later. When we get back, though, um, the Patriots roster, it needs to be flipped because it's messed up and there are pieces in the wrong place. And I'm going to explain exactly what I mean when I get back. This is Mark Dundaro, WEEI Late Night.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Do you expect J.C. Jackson to be on the Patriots roster for 2022? I do, and I think it might be the franchise tag. Because if you're going to pay him market value, it's going to be upwards of $20 million a year. That's the Jalen Ramsey deal. Five years, $100 million is what he signed. He might not get to that level, but he'll get damn close just from conversations I've had with executives across the league. And I'm not sure that that's necessarily going to be feasible for the Patriots. So it might be one year on the tag and done for J.C. Jackson. All right, back here on WEI Late Night. Mark Dondero with you. 617-779-0937 is the number if you want to jump in. That was Phil Perry on NBC Sports Boston. I disagree with Phil. I don't think the Patriots are going to get... I know he's leaning towards them tagging Jackson. I don't think they're going to give him the deal, the long-term deal. I certainly don't think that's going to happen. And I don't think they're going to tag him. They, I'll leave that door open. But if I had, to, if my house is on the line, I'm saying, nope, they're not going to tag him. They are going to let him walk. I do not think there's even a chance they work out a long-term deal. Now, of course, I could be wrong, but I'm telling you what I think. I don't think there's a chance. Why I am not interested in ponying up that type of money given the current situation with the roster. And I love how J.C. Jackson say, told Phil, um, you know, that they offered him a deal, which according to Mike Giardi of the NFL Network was, you know, they completely lowballed him. But they, you know, Jackson told Phil, and I love this phrasing, that they offered him a deal during the season and he just wanted to focus on football. 
That's always code for yeah. The the offer sucked, and I spit in their face. You know, he didn't want. They didn't. If it was a good offer, he would have taken it. But I understand. I appreciate him using those words and the semantics there. But I don't agree with Phil. I don't think that the Patriots are going to find a way to keep J.C. Jackson because I don't think they want to pay him top five corner money in the in the form of a long term deal, and I don't think they look at their roster and say, you know what, we absolutely have to have this number one corner at $17 million a year. So I don't see it. So I think he's going to end up leaving. That's what I think. Um, And I would agree with that. Okay? Because J.C. Jackson, who I really like, he wants to be paid like a top five corner, and he should. You know, he came in as an undrafted free agent. He didn't make a lot of money. He should want to get paid. I support that. I'm rooting for him. I just don't think the Patriots are in position to do that. And you know what? When I look across the NFL, I look at other teams who have the top corners in the league. And guess what? We'll start from the bottom. Okay? I've got how many corners here do I have? Uh, Ten or so. I'm going to start at number ten. Marcus Peters, Ravens. Okay? He's a corner. One of the top paid corners in the league. One of his buddies, Marlon Humphrey, second highest paid corner in the league. Both on the Ravens. How'd they play this year in the playoffs? Yep. Nope. No playoffs. It's great you have two of the best corners in the league. Two of the highest paid corners. No, that doesn't really work. Because there are other things that the Ravens don't have. They don't have a passing attack. You know, I know Lamar Jackson got hurt. I get it. You know, they, he was improving. I, I hear you. no. He's Tim Tebow 2.0, better than Tim Tebow, but he's still the same kind of thing as Tim Tebow, and they don't have a good enough passing attack. Okay? Trey, Trey Waynes of the Bengals, he's one of the top corners in the league in terms of paid. And the whole narrative leading into the Super Bowl was that the Bengals didn't have any offense or check that defensive weapons. That's what I kept hearing heading into the game. And I don't know what he did in the game. I don't really remember him. It's nice that he's paid well. But once again, you know, he just kind of, he's there. Not really doing anything in terms of changing this, changing the, he certainly didn't make the game-changing play in that Super Bowl in the fourth quarter on the final drive. How about we talk about James Bradbury for the Giants? One of the top corners in the league. It's good the Giants have that guy. Good they're paying that guy. Giants don't have a quarterback, don't have an offense as a result. Doesn't do much good having one of the top corners in the league. Especially when you're paying them like one. Next two. Two in a row, ready? Xavier Howard and Byron Jones of the Miami Dolphins. Did everything but make the playoffs this year. With a defensive head coach who ended up fired. Two of the top corners in the league. Now, Byron Jones overpaid. They got him from Dallas. Not the top corner. But he's paid like one. He's a solid guy. Howard's excellent. Howard's one of the best in the league. Bar none. But, oh, not good enough to make the playoffs. And you got some other pieces on offense, too. Still can't make the playoffs, even though you have two of the top corners in the league by payment. How about Darius Slay on the Eagles? Big game changer there. The only guy on this list that I could maybe understand the money and the situation 
who wasn't available in the playoffs is Tredavious White in Buffalo. That is a situation where I would pay the corner. Based on where that team is right now, with the quarterback they have, with the weapons where they were last year, with the opponent they are staring down the barrel of in the AFC, namely the Kansas City Chiefs and also the Bengals. We can't discard them. But the Chiefs and the Bengals, if you are the Buffalo Bills, that is a guy that they should pay their corners, they should get a number one corner, and they should lean on him because you have everything else, seemingly. You know, every team has multiple holes. But for the most part, you've got everything else. Could they use a pass rusher, a disruptive force? Of course. But when you get... When you have the quarterback in place, a dynamic offense, we'll see what they can do now with Brian Dayball gone. You have the dynamic offense, at least as of last year. Weapons, quarterback, he can run, he can throw, they can put up points, he can throw down the field. You have a good defense with a defensive head coach. You need a number one corner. That could be the piece that puts you over the top. It could be. That's a team that franchises J.C. Jackson going into next year. That's a team that invests heavily in a number one corner. That team. Not the not the New Orleans Saints who are paying Marshawn Lattimore the third highest salary amongst corners in the NFL. Now, I get it. When they did it, I think Drew Brees was still there and they were viewed as a contender. They were in the playoffs just last year. So I understand that. But now they're screwed. Now he's making all this money and they have no quarterback and now no coach. So, or no, you know, Sean Payton's gone. So that's going to hurt them because now they aren't a team that should be, you know, driving a, a Lexus. They need to go get a lower end car because you don't have a team that warrants a top number one cornerback. And who's the top guy? The top, the creme de la creme of cornerbacks in terms of getting paid in the NFL? Jalen Ramsey, who won the Super Bowl, yet did everything humanly possible he could do to help the Rams lose the Super Bowl. Okay? He got burned at the end of the Bucs game in the divisional round. He got burned by uh, Jamar Chase in the Super Bowl. And he got burned, I think he got burned on the final drive if Joe Burrow didn't have, if, if he wasn't under duress and under siege from Aaron Donald, he might have been able to find Chase for the game-winning touchdown. Jalen Ramsey got burned all the way to his first ring. Correct. Congratulations. Have fun with that. Because the Rams, I'll give them this, they were a team that should have been paying a guy like Ramsey because they were of that ilk. They were a team that was maybe a corner away. They had all these other pieces. They bring in Stafford. They had a quarterback. They have receivers. Robert Woods. Robert Woods goes down. They have Odell Beckham. They bring in all this talent. You've got the coach. You've got the defensive line. You've got talent. You've got a Super Bowl roster. Pay the cornerback. Bring him in. Now, they didn't want him to, you know, try to single-handedly give away the championship like he did. So they were able to win it despite him. Despite him. And this is a team that, you know, needs to pay the cornerback. And even they had to tiptoe and do a dance around the fact that Jalen Ramsey's trying to get us, you know, eliminated from the playoffs. Burned by Mike Evans, burned by Jamar Chase, and those are only the ones I remember. Hell of a lot more of those than plays he made. 
and he's making how many? $21 million, $20 million a year? No thanks. Bill Belichick has proven he can build a defense. He's proven he can draft a cornerback or sign an undrafted free agent cornerback. He's proven that. He has not proven that he can do it from the other side. Wide receivers, weapons, that way. 617-779-0937 is the phone number. Um, so here's the problem with the Patriots roster right now. And obviously this is the roster constructing season. You know, things will change. But when I look at the roster, they, they've got a lot of things backwards here. And it's not necessarily their fault, you know. They're still sort of coming off of the Tom Brady era and all the things. You know, a lot of these guys were in place when Brady was still here. And it was a different team. The team was in a different place. But I'm just saying this team is backwards in a lot of ways. For example, they need to switch some things up. Like, you get a number one corner right now. You need a number one receiver. So let's let's change that. Let's get rid of the number one corner. Let's get a number one receiver. Because they're, you're not at a place, like I've just been saying for the first half hour of this show, you don't need a number one corner right now. Switch those up. Here's another area. Patriots are jacked up. Okay. You've got a bunch of B receivers, B, B minus, B plus, you know, receivers in that range. You, you don't need that. You need a bunch of B, B minus, B plus cornerbacks and defensive backs. That will work. That will do. Go get an A receiver and fill out the rest of the receiving core from there. B, B plus, C plus, but get the top guy. Okay? Get the top guy and everybody else will elevate because of him and because of Mac, who is going to be good. He is going to ascend. I think he's going to take a step forward, especially if you're able to help him and supplement his talent with other pieces that are talented. Okay? Another one. You've got great depth at at running back. You need depth at linebacker. Okay? So you got to flip that around. I need some linebackers, obviously, with speed. I need some linebackers that can cover, some linebackers that can change games and make plays. The running backs, it's great. That's nice, but that doesn't get you anywhere. As we've seen, running the ball, ground and pound, 2010 Jets and Rex Ryan, that's not going to get you anywhere, especially in today's NFL. So if they could flip all of those things, they'd be in business. And that's why... I want to see them do some of the, the offensive, aggressive type moves that we saw last year, but you've just got to find a way to, you know, the pay, they're coming off of a season and an off season where Bill Belichick won executive of the year. So that's really good. That's positive. The problem is, though, you know, he, he went about, he batted about 500. You know, I guess in baseball terms, that's good. But in terms of football, Team building, that's not as good because Jonu Smith was a miss and Nelson Aguilar was a miss. Now, we'll see what they could do in year two with the team. 
but it just wasn't good enough. When Hunter Henry, who was a hit, was good. He wasn't great. He obviously wasn't Gronk. He was good. And Kendrick Bourne was really good. Not Randy Moss, but he was really good. So the misses arguably outweighed the hits. You've got to find a way now to hit. Okay? Bill Belichick was the executive of the year last year, had a good draft, had a good free agent class come into New England. And where did that get us? Where did that get the Patriots? The biggest place it got the Patriots was in Mac Jones's, uh, you know, the quarterback room where Mac Jones is now sitting and watching film. That was the biggest headline from the Patriots draft from the Patriots 2021. They acquired Mac Jones and he proved he can play. He proved he's worth building around. Now you have to do it. You know, I used to be on the, uh, I guess, Tom, you know, Tom Brady was right. I was wrong. Because I used to say in 2019, and maybe I wasn't as wrong because this is Tom Brady. I just didn't realize how done he was in terms of throwing to guys that weren't, you know, Antonio Brown, some of the best receivers in the league. But I was of the opinion that, hey, Brady, why are you acting like such a mope in 2019 because you don't have any weapons? Well, guess what you do have? You've got the best defense in the league the first eight weeks or whatever. The boogeymen. You've got a team that can get the opposing offense off the field on third down. That's good for you. You know, so don't act like you don't have any support because that's a team where the offense and defense complement each other and you can get back on the field and, and go to work with your offensive teammates because the defense gets, keeps getting you the ball. He didn't like that, though. He wanted weapons. He was the most miserable 8-0 or whatever and quarterback in the league. And he wanted to be able to move the ball and play the game on his terms. That's what he wanted to do. He did not care that the defense was formidable. Now, as I sit here, I think that mentality is appropriate. That's the mentality that you need to employ. Just because the defense is good doesn't mean you're going anywhere. If the defense is good, you might win. You'll win some games. Maybe you get into the playoffs. Maybe you upset a team. You, you're not going anywhere. The quarterback takes the team and takes the offense specifically where it's going to go. That's how it works. I, you know, I'm sick. I know people are making the point that they've had number one corners at every step of the way when they won championships. But that was with Brady. That was when you had the elite offense. They don't have that anymore. I don't know why this is so hard to understand. You know, people are people are acting like it's the same time. It's not. Okay? It's not. When Tom Brady left, everything changed. And I know everyone knows that. But do, have you really thought about it? Like, have you really comprehended everything that changed? Or at least maybe accepted it. Maybe that's the wording. Have you accepted it? Bill Belichick is not as good of a head coach without Tom Brady. Many of the things that made him the greatest coach of all time, which he is, happen because of the presence 
of Tom Brady. Meaning some of those attributes don't apply right now. You know, he was the master. I said this the other day. He was the master of of managing a team in the midst of unprecedented success. Nobody's head got too big. Everybody stayed in the moment, game to game, week to week, one game at a time. That doesn't, I mean, that doesn't apply right now because they don't have unprecedented success. They lose games. And guess what? You know, if you lose, uh, if you stop focusing on the next opponent, you're going to lose that game too. So you'll lose that game and you'll lose other games when you are focused because the team isn't as good. You know, when Brady was here, they would if they were focused, they would win usually. Now, if they're focused, that doesn't mean they're going to win. So when Bill was up there keeping the team focused and keeping the, the mentality one game at a time, that was good because when they stayed that way, when they were that way, they would win. They're not good enough to win right now. That's what made him, in part, you know, drafting Brady, sticking with Brady, choosing Brady over Bledsoe. That's what made him, in part, the greatest coach of all time. Because he managed situations like that. He kept the Patriots focused on what needed to be done week in and week out. And when they were focused, they had Brady, they would win because they were prepared and they were better and smarter than you. Now, they're not. They don't win. Even when they're prepared and when they're focused, they don't always win. Because they might commit a penalty in the fourth quarter that cripples them. That's the difference. And next year, they might have stiffer competition. The AFC is already pretty deep, and it might get deeper. We're going to talk about that when we get back. This is Mark Dondero on WEI Late Night. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back here on WEI Late Night, 617-779-0937 if you want to give us a call. Um... You know, it's a deep AFC for the Patriots that they're going to go into next year. And it's only going to get deeper, in my opinion, because there are some teams in the AFC this year um, that maxed out their quarterback spot. And they're going to be looking for new quarterbacks. And there's also some quarterbacks, namely guys in the NFC, that could be on the move. Okay? Russell Wilson probably on the move. If he is, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I think that the Steelers, if they get a quarterback, if they play that game um, and go after one of these guys, even if they go for Jimmy G, 
if they try to do something like that, I think this team, the Steelers, will automatically become a contender. Forget about Jimmy G. I mean, if they ever went out and got, I don't know if Deshaun Watson would be in play or if they got, um, you know, I don't think they'd get Aaron Rodgers. But if they got Aaron Rodgers, that'd be ridiculous. Rodgers could end up on the Broncos. It sounds like Russell Wilson and the Bucks have a little thing going on. I don't know what Deshaun Watson's going to do. I don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to play. He's still got these cases. I mean, is he going to be in the NFL again? I feel like that's, you know, becoming a bigger and bigger deal. I mean, that guy, he missed all of last year. If you, you know, I feel if you miss two years in a row, the, missing one year, that happens. Missing two years in a row, it's a different level. So I, I we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out. If you missed it, Aaron Rodgers posted a. Uh, some people called it cryptic. It, it was a, it was a post on gratitude on Monday. Um, you know, I don't know it, it, that made me think like he was going to leave the Packers. Um, it was sort of the Green Bay version of the Tom Brady post where he was walking into the stadium, he was walking out of the stadium, you know, everybody's dissecting it from every angle. I don't freaking know. Um, if I had to get my take is he'll be back in Green Bay. That's my take. But a lot of the people are saying that this post represents him saying goodbye to Green Bay. From a, from a competitive standpoint, you know, if I'm not talking about the Patriots, I'd love to see him leave. I think we kind of know what the Packers are. I'm done with that. I'd like to see him go somewhere else, and I'd like to see him spice it up a little. I don't think Denver would be the place. But obviously, if he went to Pittsburgh, that would be juicy. You know, that wouldn't be good for the Patriots, but for the overall appeal of the NFL and for just drama, I would like to see that. I think that would make them an automatic Super Bowl threat, and it would be them right there with the with the Bills and with the Chiefs and with the Bengals. With that being said, I expect the Bengals to take a step back next year. A significant step back, possibly. Now, they encourage me because of the way Joe Burrow played, and when I look at his numbers from the postseason... I don't think those are things that Jimmy, uh, excuse me, Mac Jones won't be able to do. Eventually, he'll be able to get there. Now, he's got Joe Burrow, that is, weapons galore, which Mac Jones does not have. Joe Burrow also has an offense that throws the ball and trusts him for the most part. You know, they throw the ball down the field. Mac Jones, they try to run the ball, ground and pound, limit what he does in terms of throwing it down the field. That, I think, will change come next year, next season, but I don't know for sure. The AFC is already deep. You have the Titans that I haven't even mentioned. Now, could Ryan Tannehill get moved? I mean, they gave him a... It stupidly gave him a big contract when Tom Brady was poised to hit free agency. Idiots. They would be a Super Bowl championship team right now. If they had signed Tom Brady, they would have been the Bucs. They blew it. And now they're with Ryan Tannehill, who every year in the playoffs comes up small, which was predictable. Had a little honeymoon, and then they 
decided we're going to pay him $100 million. Idiots. Said that at the time. God, I miss when the Patriots could use a number one corner, and that meant they could go to the Super Bowl. It's just not the way it is now. If they sign J.C. Jackson, they're already up against it enough in terms of the cap. They will be limited in other things they can do. And no matter how good the defense is, we're going to just be hitting our head against the wall once again come September if the offense doesn't improve in terms of playmakers, in terms of talent. I don't want to be overly negative here. But, you know, when I think back to this past season for the Patriots, you know, they were one of the best. Let me let me rephrase. They had two of the biggest quote-unquote home run hitters on defense in the league. And where was that getting them? I mean, Matt Judon was arguably the best defensive lineman slash linebacker pass rusher of the first eight weeks. And the Patriots were 0-4 at one point at home. J.C. Jackson, arguably one of the best corners in the league. You know? And where did that get the Patriots? So, yeah, they need home run hitters on defense, but that's what they had last year. And they couldn't do anything about it. They couldn't make that into something other than a playoff spot, which after the way it ended, really throws water on all those accolades and that accomplishment. They had the playmakers. They were at the top of their game. They had other guys around them. Devin McCourty had one of the best years I can remember in 2021. He was playing. He was balling. Kyle Duggar emerged. Christian Barmore was good. The inside linebackers weren't. Adrian Phillips made plays. I mean, they had guys out there around the guys who were your home run hitters, Judon and Jackson. Did this team feel special at any point this season? Not to me. Were they a Super Bowl threat at any point this season? Not to me. I know some people talked about it, but no. They were never a Super Bowl threat. And they had those two guys who were the, you know, those were the type of players that we're all sitting here pining for. And they had both of them playing at the top of their games but they couldn't parlay it into anything because they tried to limit the quarterback and what he did, and they did not have a passing attack worth it because that's what you need in the NFL now. Bill Belichick has proven he can build up a defense, and if he hasn't, if he doesn't have a defense, I have more faith in him being able to scheme up something than anything going on on the offensive side of the ball, especially now with Josh McDaniels gone and your next-door neighbor calling plays for the Patriots. That's what I think. They need to find a way to shore up that offense. Until they do that, it won't be worth discussing. Nothing will nothing will improve to the level that we want to see it improve until they get weapons so they can get Mac Jones to a place where he can thrive. Because the AFC is deep, Bill Belichick is only getting older, and there's more and more uncertainties seemingly by the day with the coaching staff. You've got to find a way to get talent in here if for no other reason to maybe offset some of the things you lost 
with either coaches who left or Tom, coach, you know, Tom Brady coach on the field or all the things that over the course of the last two, three years that have changed. You need talent to offset some of those changes and some of those changes that have really left gaping holes. Coming up in uh, the second hour here, we're going to get into the Celtics. Um, we can also talk some baseball. I don't know what this, what the players and the owners are going to end up um, doing here, but you know, this baseball just can't get out of its own way, and there are so many things to change, and they refuse to do it. This is Weei Late Night. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 